1: See, si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. i
0: just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let <laughs> this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith.
2: Scott Weeby, Brian Shesko. Gentlemen, welcome to another week. Well, Seven game weeks in.
0: Brian. Welcome back to the club. Thank you. The cl- Thank you. Good to not hear you the through club. Zoom. Oh man, I'll bet it's it's a it's a
1: benefit to not only you guys but to everyone else in the entire world that has to listen to this to not hear it. I mean, uh, a delay from Zoom to you guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I well, sounded
1: weird last week. I don't know what that was about.
0: I know what. Listen, I thought last week was the worst pot I've ever had. My hmm. energy was low. Everything was bad. And, Scott, I know you and I were both listening to Echoes. Yes, we were. Constantly. The
2: entire podcast. I don't know
0: if I never made the adjustment, if it knocked me back a notch. <laughs> Everything was rough. Obviously, next time we know how to deal with it, that won't be an issue. Low T. Low T. <laughs> low C and D as well. I don't know. Maybe you can get some more vitamin A uh, and or some vitamin B. Put vitamin, the vitamin that, bourbon. Bourbon?
2: Vitamin yeah, bourbon.
0: I see what you did vitamin there. Vitamin B, yep. Anyways, bottom line is, yeah, last week was was – was undesirable, but look, let's be honest, everyone in the past six months has had to do things, make adjustments that, is, that are undesirable.
1: Yeah, and anyone who's doing the math on this at home, just in case you're wondering why one week after <laughs> I was not in the room. Sure. Uh, I just would like to say, not only did I get an officially uh, health department certified negative COVID test. Sure. We are now on day, like, oh, I don't know, 15 or so. Because uh, we si- did it record it. Right, since, I think since the week the exposure. before, right? so this is, this, is a, this is the lowest possible risk here.
0: It was just me and you. It
1: was yeah. you and me two weeks ago.
0: That's right. Yeah. right, because he was he was at the beach, right? Getting COVID. Mm-hmm. Did you order a big glass of COVID? Even though you no, actually, technically, you never had it. No, I, you tested negative. Tested negative. I feel great. Good,
1: great. We are, we are in no danger here. Uh, what are we doing here
2: tonight? Well, we're going to recap game week seven. And preview game week eight, the final game week before our next international break this fall.
0: There's another one already. There's another yeah. one
2: coming. We it's got one more week I first, know. but let's talk about the ten matches as they happened over the weekend. Along oh. the way, we'll have "How to Say" with Brian J as well. Special There's treat. Special treat. Yes, return of "How to Say" with Brian J. Some some real life controversy around the league. Couple of benched slash rested goalkeepers yeah. that we need to
0: discuss. Potential starters being replaced. Tim Howard finally showed some value on the NBC broadcast, commenting on the goalkeepers as he is.
2: Working. At Everton. Yes. Yeah. A former Everton keeper himself. Yeah. Yeah. It, his finally, were- I got
0: a little bit of emotion out of him. Like he finally had a subject that he could relate with and he nailed it.
2: But he still made mouth noises before he said wow. actual words.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's and- got some really bright teeth. <laughs> fair enough I don't know maybe that's fair enough
2: good. there's plenty of, of discussion on transfers that we need to make uh, transfers that you're probably considering making so we'll do all of that on this episode plus a little bit more and by the way we will end this episode with a discussion on how the FPL America podcast mini leagues doing as well as what moves we plan to make for game week eight. Oh yeah are you gentlemen ready yeah let's talk about game week seven come on you finish. Wolves two, Crystal Palace nil. Unlike recent form, Wolves score early and get the job done.
1: Of course one of the goal scorers <laughs> was Daniel Potens.
0: Of, of course, course he was. Of course he Brian, was. why would that surprise you and or hurt you?
1: Well, after, after the fourth straight three and the fourth straight 61.1 minute uh, game time mm. for Daniel potence This past week was the week I said, "You know what? It's just not worth it." And I had the f- I had the funds available to you make had the transfer. You had your finger on the trigger? Sure did. And uh looking ahead and we talked about it the last time uh, last time just the uh the hot commodities in the midfield were Wilfred Zaha and Jack Grealish. Yeah. And um I based on the kind of the the run here coming up for Crystal Palace I made the decision to go with Zaha and of course um, not only did I choose the wrong hot commodity but the guy I sent him out for also scored a goal so Mm -hmm. it ended up being mm -hmm. a terrible transfer for the week in a lot of different ways
0: can I can I double down on your bad transfer of the week I guess so if it's relevant to Wolves and Crystal Palace it half is. Okay. It's halves is well, that's, that's great. I it. too transferred in Wilfred Zaha. Okay. I also transferred in Harry Kane. I felt like I had to have Harry Kane, as everyone else around me seemed to have him. Sure, he also seemed to be scoring every single week. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a Luis Suarez type player. Where yeah, you yours is
1: way worse than mine.
0: <laughs> like, like
1: you feel like you because because to- I know who you sent out to get Harry Kane. That's the really bad one. Not, I mean, it's not great what you sold in the midfield. We, you, you, you brought you know, in, you brought in one point.
0: Right, I couldn't bring in Kane. I had to make some money. Right. So I brought Zaha in, mm-hmm. sent Rashford out, and then also that's the halvesies that relates to this match, and then the back end, I brought in Kane and I made a decision to get rid of Callum Wilson mm-hmm. instead of see Phillip that Hamford. that's
1: pain. I mean that's a that's a kind and of pain. So that I can't relate to it.
0: It's it's like God, man. Not only did did I again not hit a captain, so this is now three weeks in a row. But it's like, make a, a another bad transfer. Mm. And it's just, that's brutal. And, and granted, look, in the long run, Scott, it might pay off. Kane will probably outscore Callum Wilson on the year.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: Zaha, <laughs> you, will he outscore you, Rashford you on the year? I don't know. <laughs> He's outscoring him right now. But, you know, Zaha's outscoring Zaha Rashford. Zaha will not
2: outscore Rashford on the year.
0: I'm, not, I'm definitely not willing to bet that. But right now he is, right? Mm. I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Yeah, I feel like it just was sucked for this week, mm-hmm. and I just want—I just—I wanted to to double down on no, Brian's bad yeah, transfer. And you definitely
1: of the week. doubled whatever bad move I made. Uh, the, the annoying thing is that it's not because of—it's not because, like, there's nothing lackluster about Potence. He has not looked bad in one match. He has looked easily the brightest of the of the Wolves attackers. Week in and week out. And it's just, this is the week where it finally, you know, finally paid came off. good. Finally yeah. Off. Neto, perfect pass to him. He's in the right place at the right time. Like, it was just a, he just looks so good for them. And it's, yeah, it's just annoying. I mean, he's, he's excellent. I did not sell him because I, because like, anyone who sells, like, we were just talking before the show, you sell Trent Alexander Arnold. There's a bit of like, there's bad form. There's, like, shaky defending. There's all kinds of factors that you could throw out there and say, like, yeah, I'm less concerned about selling him. There was none, none of that. Wolves are in decent form. Potence looks great. It's just lack of opportunity. It was just, like, it was just, like, you know, just kind of just making a, what looked like a good transfer. Totally get it. It was Indo- not, not, not good.
0: Totally get it. I felt the same way. It wasn't because I didn't like Callum Wilson, what he was doing. It just seemed like Kane was going to be better. And anyways, what was annoying here from what made
1: it even worse is, Scott, you we saw exactly what you talked about. Wilfred Zaha, the the drama queen, the hothead showed up uh, definitely was mm-hmm. was definitely overreacted to some stuff. I don't think he overreacted to getting kicked in the foot in the box. Correct. I think he definitely did. Deserved should have gotten a penalty there for on sure. his on something that he got, and I think Luca was still on the pitch at that point.
0: Luca got the red card like, like this, right? I think it would still
1: something. been. I mean, but at least at least there was an assist there. You you assume, um, but it didn't happen, and so um, Wolves Wolves cruise. Last week, so over the weekend, while
2: just before the game week started, I was listening back to our pod, and you guys listening back to you two talking about Wolf Zaha had me convinced that he was going to do something great in this match. I was a little bit relieved because I don't own Wolf Zaha (laughs) that he didn't. Has anything changed moving into game week eight?
0: No, not for me. I'm going to stick with him. Um, I I think it was. uh, I mean, their schedule is is pretty good. Right. That was over the the next four weeks so I, I i don't love what happened, but then i i look at what he had done you know for the six weeks before this week, and it was awesome so i i just i'm 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 hanging in Let i me, mean the it, talents there and wolves uh, i mean that was the first like really bad performance I feel like the palace kind of put forward well they
1: they were or am i wrong is there not they one were maybe? okay I thought they were okay they were not nearly as drab as they were against Chelsea. Chelsea was there. I think okay, sure. I, I thought the Chelsea, was, the four, right? And it was, and that was like, we talked about that, that, that match, they did nothing. They went after nothing. They were, seemed really content. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because of their defensive structure, because they knew they had mama do out there. They just really didn't go for it against Chelsea. Mm. I didn't think I thought they were still pretty good here, but it just didn't it just didn't work. Especially because they had a goal just before the first, just before Potence scored. Uh, Bachuai did score on a Van Onholt cross. Bachuai is incapable of being onside, and he was yeah, and he was definitely definitely off, uh, deserved to be ruled out. But they so they they were they were there. I mean, they were definitely threatening. Just didn't didn't work. Do you rather have Potence or Neto? Neto's well, out
0: scoring him on the year.
1: Yeah, and Neto, we've. T- that's another one. I mean, just that Neto is. They're I mean, both five point five dollars. They both. Uh, Neto's been staying on longer. This was one of the first matches. They both subbed off early, so they, Neto and Potens leave at seventy six minutes in this match. Um. No, I don't Neto's, think you can read too much into that. They were up two nil. Right, point. I mean he, but the, Neto stays on longer. That's why I'm saying. I think it's a little more weird that Neto came off at all. Normally, it's Poden subbing early. No, Neto's good. I mean, he had set up four four shots in this match. He created three big chances. It was the most of any anyone creatively in the Premier League this week. So no, I, he's a. He's a good option. I mean, I think
0: he's probably a little more stable of a choice than Potence is. All right. What do we think of Wolves' defense? Because I want to move on from this. Uh, especially Kilman, who is now at a 4.2. So, I believe last week he was, or maybe two weeks ago, he was he's at a 4.0. He just went up
1: then... to 4.3 just as we were sitting here.
0: That's unbelievable.
1: I know. That's <laughs> why I was saying. No, it's another start for him. He's what? just crushing points right now. Heck. All right. So The issue has been Marcel. It, look. when Marcel gets back whether or not whether or not Kilman stays in because the assumption was Sais is going to stay in the back three with bully and Connor Cody Marcel comes in and plays on the as a left back and they've they've play they have been putting Sais there but Saiz was one of the other ones that like it probably was annoying for people and there's tons of Saiz owners the guy that replaced him I didn't even know if he was in the game until Probably until you saw his name on the on the sheet. He'll be our we'll, – we can talk about him as a – how to say. We'll go okay. into that actually right now.
2: So Wolves have a new face in the defense, and he scores a pretty good goal. Gets a nice big smile out of his manager after it goes in. Yeah. Brian, since he's new and uh, I think a little bit French.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: He's very French. Then he's a 19-year-old Frenchman. Yeah. We need to he get... starts for Wolves. I've never seen this kid – even on the team sheet. He could have been there. I can't say I analyze Wolves' team sheet extensively uh, hasn't every week. He has been in FPL, that's for sure.
1: No, I don't I don't know that he – did he have a minute prior to this? Has so he even when, subbed when, on? When
0: you, on the FPL site, when you click his name, it shows you weeks five and six, seven for him. That's it with zeros in both of those zero minutes. So right. I don't even know if he was in the team. I, I'm assuming he was assigning. signing. And or someone that was came yeah, up after the first four you know, weeks. Let's, let's talk about him. Let's do a How to Say. Holy all crap. All right, How to this Say guy. with Brian J? There's
1: going to be music on it. I'm sure I can do something. I want Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: really? Yeah. I love yeah. that song. It's a really good song. I just assume so few people even know who it is by now that... But it's still so '90s kind of a no, feel. No,
0: it's, it's you know, sure, There's no, that, that's
1: unquestionable. That and the '90s are cool again so much that yeah. it'll it'll it might just sound like a new song. <laughs> um, everyone in the world has seen those videos where someone shows some youth. A picture of someone famous from like 20 or 30 years ago, or 40 years ago, and they, right. ago, they and, they, and they just sit there and say "duh" for 45 seconds. Because they is. don't know who it is, and then they show them like some Instagram influencer, and they're like, "Oh yeah, of course." Yeah, right, right. um There's one floating out there now of two youths who don't recognize Michael Jackson, which really? is which is nuts. It Has nothing to do with this. What can okay, you do? Sure, but right. what can you do? No, sure this enough. week's how to say is uh, it's one that's only going to bring up bad memories for managers who have uh, Roman Sait, Oh. unless they had like Tariq Lampy on their bench. Or something. This 19-year-old French left back, Dave, as you mentioned, was he was sought after by just about every important club you can name. Really? While he was at uh, Angers. Angers. Uh, yeah. Uh, PSG, I feel like it's Angers. I know. It definitely is Angers. Okay. No, it's Allen Chairs, but okay. it's French. Oh. PSG, Man City, Barcelona, all, all coming after, all after him. Yep. Even lesser clubs like Leicester City was in, like uh, talking about it. And even lesser than that. <laughs> even the least of the clubs, Manchester United, were said to be <laughs> in talks to... Ooh. Brian said that, wow. not me. Wow. Brian. Okay. Even Manchester United. Even lowly Manchester United was... Uh, They were trying to get him to. But as usual, Wolves win again when it comes to getting great young talent uh, over and against a bunch of other bigs. Sure. I wish there was some kind of name drama I could attach to this, but there kind of isn't. Uh, The go-to site here, Forvo.com, we've talked about them, F-O-R-V-O, the pronunciation website. Uh, They don't have his name yet in there, which is is sad. That's probably going to change soon because this guy's like the next... Kieran Tierney. Ooh, I mean he's wow, like he's the he's next really good <laughs> Wow. Um, but I did find video of French folks talking about him and their pronunciation is good enough for me. It pretty much is straightforwardly. Ryan eight Ryan eight eight nori. Ryan eight nori. The eight nori is pretty close. The only issue is it's not like eight nori. Well, of course you want to say it more French, yeah you you'd have to pout your lips a This is time. a how
0: to say. Right, well, I'm not
1: saying it like
0: I'm not. French. You do it all the time. You you tell it to me in like in Belgian and and that's different. I need you to put it in your is French more voice and say about
1: in French accent. I I'm not that I'm not that uh, This is how to say. I can't purse my lips like that. Oh, there is no hyphen. FPL doesn't put a hyphen in his last Did name. Did his
0: kit have it? I
1: don't I know. I can't remember. There is also a missing uh, uh, trema, the, it, oh. the diuresis, what mo- what most people would call an umlaut. Over
0: the second Over a? the, eye oh, the in, I in eight. So if you were to three dots over the I? No, it's just two dots. It's just well, substance. the dot
1: of the I. You don't put that there. You leave that off. David's mind a, is blown. If it, a, if it has a different marking there, you take the, you take I the dot I have never
0: been off. a part of a more confusing how to say ever in my life.
1: It's just that you—it you, would just mean you'd pronounce the I a bit in there as well. Okay. i, I ignore it, but I—I okay. just think the amount that it affects the pronunciation is like is negligible. I, I so but, I I am so completely content. The no. Oh, it's, I'm saying it's not in there in FPL, but okay. it is when you search his name. Uh, okay. On the World Wide Web.
0: Shocker! FPL's little 286 computer can't keep up with. It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, great. Okay. The point is, the guy comes in and holy, and, like and man immediately, of the match. immediately embeds himself into Wilfred
0: Zaha's head. <laughs> I mean, he ate him alive. He did. So much so, Wilf gets an end-of-the-game yellow. Yeah. And or, honestly, Scott probably should have deserved a red. He might have he should have gotten a red. They he, let people, like, he pushed his head. Like, don't touch my head. That was petulant. Push me the shoulder, push me the shoulder. Don't touch my head. That
1: was petulant. There's no doubt. 25-year-old Ryan Eight Nori is not taking that. You're right. I think 19-year-old in his first start was just like, whoa, get off me, man. I think he reacted the right way. I just don't think.
0: I was disappointed with Wolves players who didn't show up. And give Zaha the business. You
1: know who would have. You know who, who would have probably just done like a, a single leg takedown. Willie Mullins, another French guy, Luca Dino, oh. would not have taken that. No, I'm just thinking of someone with a little bit more experience sure. would not have let Wilfred you Zaha put, another
0: bag put hands on him. He put hands on
1: him. Right. He put his hand on him, yeah. and that to me was like, "What are you doing, man?" Yeah. All I could think is Scott is so right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Words I love to hear. Thank you, Brian. Well done. Well,
0: nice, then. Brian.
1: Well, look, it's I, not, I think like there's not right. Well, I've never been more confused, but great. Great job. It is. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> you're asking about Kilman because. Yes. This affected Saiz. Do you think maybe now, like when Marcel is healthy since he's been getting the start? Like, does this hurt Saiz? I mean, it makes me wonder Like so if they if he comes the last... in and plays extremely well and they have a guy. For
0: their left back that is their guy. The last three out of four games, the bonus, all three bonus points have gone to two of them to Kilman and one to Ait Nori. Yeah. So uh, those guys, and we all know, to get the bonus points, you're doing more than just scoring, especially as a defenseman. So it the goals don't count for bonus points like they do for strikers as they do for defensemen. So to to acquire all that, you're doing things. Yeah,
1: he's
0: he did it. He did it all. Fifteen. Come on, man. That's so
1: crazy. What a score! Again, yep.
2: he made the uh, dream team with uh, this performance in his debut. Well done.
1: The, just to finish this, the Wolves point though they bring in Nelson Samato. He comes in immediately, and the question is: Is he going to get time from the from the beginning? And he does. He comes in in game one. The, from the time he's ready, so it's game game week three when he came in. But either way, he comes in and start and plays a majority of minutes, and he's been in there ever since. Like he, he was also awesome in this match. Uh, Sumido finishes with eight. He got two bonus points in this match too. Like, like I just wonder if you know if Eight Nori and and Kilman are are really good. I mean, it's our Nuno's already shown like he's not afraid to throw the new guy in there. Mm-mm. And if there's any doubt about Saiz, I don't know, man. It would make me nervous. There's almost no risk in having Coleman, though.
0: Yeah, agree completely.
2: Moving on to the Enigma Derby. Sheffield 0, City 1. Kyle Walker scores the goal, makes the dream team. Any thoughts on Kyle Walker, number one? And number two, my main question, is Sheffield still getting better, and that's why they only lost by a goal here, or
1: are City still struggling?
0: City struggling.
1: How are they not struggling?
0: Uh, don't injuries? you just assume?
1: Or don't you just assume they're going to score three? I mean, is it just because we we should stop assuming they're going to score at least three goals every game?
0: Yeah, someone mentioned this. I don't remember if someone said this in Slack, but it, it, it feels like like are, is this a new city? It might have been at a Aarón who won the league last year. It, I think he said, "Is this just the new city? Like, is, is this like are we still projecting the last three year city on this team?" one that has been struck with injuries. Not a lot of teams have been early. Uh, but but City has not absolutely had the chance to develop uh, any any good mojo, for lack of a better term, or form. I think that's a false issue, Going though. forward. I think
2: that's fake news. And here's why I say well, that. Because City rotates, Pep rotates anyway. So injuries have never created well, a form team that he's gone with that have scored three or four goals a match.
0: This is about the same guys. Yeah, but they usually. I, I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but I do feel like to start a season through the first seven matches, they've had a crazy uh, different starting lineup. See, I a think number the of issue different is starting different. lineups.
2: I have a completely different thing. Okay. Uh, something that's completely different. Who in the last two seasons that they've signed has been a standout performer for them?
0: That's no, fair. That's fair.
2: Now, Farron Torres looks like he could be decent. Hey, that could Yeah. That kid looks all right, but name another one. I mean, Rodri, no. Cancelo is only starting to look the part. Cancelo, right.
0: right? I'm sure Brian is what I want to talk about. I feel like Cancelo yeah. needs to start getting on some radars, fantasy wise. Well, it's
2: funny that you say it. I'm oh, Dave. You have never made me more happy than you just made me. What did I do? Well, so when I'm able, okay, I. Hop on Twitter and I follow the FPL hashtag and I just like to engage with people who are you know playing FPL and sure. tweeting at right. you know, about FPL things uh, because that's what we are. That's what uh-huh. we do. And uh, you know every once in a while I say stupid stuff because it's all spontaneous, right? It's all in the moment. And so I made this comment about how you know there's all sorts of tweets because Cancelo looked really good early on in this match. Yeah. And so there's all these comments about how all these chances he's creating and how he's you know essentially the most creative player that he has and And I'm like, yeah, it's probably time we start paying attention to Cancelo. And that's when someone reminded me that he was on the Fantasy Football Scouts article for Game Week 7, which, okay, in my face, right? And then I went, and I was like, well, let me just give another look to what Brian Jay said in an the article.
0: Oh, okay,
2: yeah, right. And he had a whole feature paragraph on on Cancelo (laughs) as well. Imagine that. So really, it's just us, Dave. It's just us. I thought I was alone, but can I bring you in with me? The two of us are basically late to the game on Cancelo.
0: Um, I this is so the week before he caught my eye, and I believe he's not willing to go there with me, Brian. No, no I, I don't, can't. It doesn't. I seem can't. Like he's leaving it. me hanging out yeah. to dry here on sorry, Twitter. But don't take any shame. Like, look, we produce good content on this podcast. At least you two do. <laughs> my sorry, butt does not. Uh, every once in a while, I'll be right about something. But you
2: say things that the get The the
0: article comes out debate. with amazing things every single week.
2: Yes, he does. And it and does. yes,
0: it might come. It comes out later in the week. So you know what? Look, we have a life. We can't get everything out perfectly on time. Sometimes I barely get the pot out. Okay. Hey. So
2: when, when NBC Sports pays us to do a daily pod, we will do it. We it, will have it web will be content. quicker. It'll I be promise. great.
0: Yep. yep. Bottom line is shameless it's sti- plug. You, if you're missing out on that, you're missing out on fantasy points because the stuff in there is amazing, and That's there's true. no surprise that it was there. And honestly, fantasy scout probably found it and then said, "Oh, <laughs> let me do a copy and paste and, <sighs> and throw it in there."
1: No, look, I mean, you can see. I mean, it's it's a, in the, I mean, even if you're like, I, I think you can look at it. We'll, we'll talk about him later. But even like Yannick Vestergaard. When you, you just see. You, eventually, at at some point, you can't ignore the performance. So Cancelo's been. This is his third straight start, and he look five bonus points, two clean sheets, and assist in three matches since he came out there. What? How do you not pay attention to that? He had he had created four chances in this match. I mean, that was the issue with him. Is that is that last week the the issue was that he. Uh, he had he was in the box. He had seven touches in the box uh, against Arsenal. You can sort stats. Anyone can sort the stats. The stats are the stats. I mean, the, and it doesn't necessarily mean anything that he was in the box seven times. I mean, you've seen how many times Andy Robertson has had touches in the penalty area, and and how many matches that's led to exactly one or two points. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just that, like. This is the first, like, I even said it that way for for our article. is like, just when you think, I'm so done with Manchester City defenders. Like, yeah. I'm not even thinking about these guys anymore. And now it's like, no, he's so 5.4. Before we go like, too far,
2: yeah, his price has gone down from where it started this season. It's been at 5.4 for a couple of weeks. City's next two opponents, Liverpool and Spurs. I
0: don't want him for the next two weeks. That's no way. I mean, I. I, I, But I tell you what. There are a lot of people looking for. I hope his price drops over the next two weeks, and then he'll be in a fight. You don't want them.
1: You don't want. You don't want anyone at all from the defense than in either of those teams.
0: I um I I trust his ability to Robertson, um, and or TAA to to get you know possibly an assist on the score sheet. But I don't, I don't expect him to hold a clean sheet against Liverpool. Okay, and, and I don't expect him to hold a clean sheet against Spurs. So, he might. I mean, he he's active in attacking. Okay, so I'm just, I don't know, I don't know. I, I mean, I own, I I, feel I feel like own Robertson and Alexander, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell to do with them.
1: I feel so, like I just don't trust any of these defenses, and I feel like the only thing that you are hoping for is. If you have the defenders, is an attacking return?
2: Okay, let's just let's just hit pause here for a second, because what defender could you possibly own an FPL hoping for defensive points from him? Uh, Kurt Zuma. No,
0: <laughs> okay. he's scoring
2: goals. Okay. Name another one. He scored two, three. Go- he scored three goals in the season. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Give me another one.
1: Um. Well, I just said Vestergaard. Tyron Mings. I, I'm sh- Vestergaard scored. All right. I'm shocked. Sh- Tyron
2: Mings scored.
1: Right. I'm shocked that, at the, <laughs> at the uh, scores. the scores be, Hector like,
2: Bellerin. Also the same, and you know that. Here's the point. All those defenders you named with the exception of Bellerin, if they don't score, they don't give you any fantasy points in
1: this Bellerin's last week. Bellerin's assisted three. So, and the only ones that have been doing it now, I mean, it's, it's the newly tightened up Chelsea defense. So the so the weird, right? Right, Ed very Mendy, weird. Ed Mendy maybe was magic. I mean, Brian, yeah. I thought maybe you it said was Keppa all along. Trust
0: Frank's defense? No,
1: I mean, look, they, I said against Crystal Palace, they <laughs> they. I mean,
0: they I'm got, not mocking. I literally don't know what to think because I I believe your stats in that moment. No, look it's the mm-hmm. it's it's every no, it's every every
1: goalkeeper that they've had has had an issue and I mean even in even in this match, even in the the match this week. I mean, I feel like uh they still had they still had the mo- their moments. I mean, they still have the capability of a letdown. It's just
2: Yeah, but they seem to trust Mendy especially with the ball at his feet. And and Mindy is all over the box. I mean, he is yeah. so athletic in that box; like, it's so like, incredible.
1: It's three clean. I mean, it's three clean sheets I think in a row for Chelsea. But like we already said, Manchester United. I mean, it's a it's an unbelievable save that you know that keeps that clean sheet. So, which is credit to Mendy. I mean, that is complete Absolutely. credit to him in a tough
2: moment. And we're going to bring it back to Chelsea in just a second. But first, finishing the point. Even Kyle Walker in this city defense that started this conversation. He makes the dream team because he scores here. Right. So, you know that's what you're looking for from defenders right now. So, Dave, you're saying for the next two weeks, forget about it because even what Cancelo could maybe give you in terms of offensive points, you don't want to take that chance.
0: No, I do not.
2: Brian,
1: I mean, I look. I mean, if he, I, the first thing you'd say is he. I mean, if you bought him his first start, which I don't know how many people would have owned him three weeks ago. I'm assuming not many.
0: One point three on him now
1: right which is extremely low so not many people are trusting him anyway uh no i mean like the first thing you have to ask is is he nailed i mean i don't think i don't think anyone's willing to go that far on anyone from you know in the the in the manchester city defense laporte's back this week you know you like that i mean that's better for them when he's that he's out there and but no i mean that's i think it's a similar I think it's a similar question to when we get to Hector Beller and like, it's more like, is now the time before like getting in a week or two early? I don't think anyone is going to, is going to say that's a bad strategy. Even if it means you get, you know, even if it means you get a two or you're just taking the chance that, that because he's been so good creatively going forward, that maybe he gets another assist. Like, I think, I don't think that's out of the question given the way he's been playing. So, I don't hate it. I mean, I I feel like it depends who you're going to. If you're going to sell Alexander Arnold or Andy Robertson to go to him, I feel like that's risky because I feel like you're expecting the same thing from both right. guys. It's it's just. But if you're going up from like or you know, I don't know if you're going up from Saiss. Yeah, I mean, he's five point three right now. If you you know you're if anyone who owns Saiss, unless you bought him this past week, you know that's a point one difference. You know, I feel like that's a or Mings, if you like, maybe you're maybe you just decided like Aston Villa has you know they they've lost the plot here and it's time. To I mean, move I on. never uh, thought they had the plot, right? They're, <laughs> they're, they're doing exactly anything. no Tyrone Mings. Shut your mouth. Tyrone Mings is owned by is over ten percent owned. That's extreme. That's so ridiculously high. They have an mate. I mean, we talk yeah. about it later their schedule after Arsenal is unbelievable. Like, but maybe you're just saying like. There was a flash in the pan. I need to move on, and I'm going to take my attacking chances with an attacking team, and I don't
0: don't hate that move at all. I want to discuss the City midfield, okay? Because right now their strikers are hurt. Aguero played but then kind of went out hurt again. Maybe they brought him back too soon. So this is the four games in a row in their league, in the Premier League, that City has manufactured one goal, okay? Mm -hmm. They are not lighting the world on fire. Now, De has started this match. Did not start the, the week prior. Came in, right? So he starts this match. He gets the assist, uh, gets the clean sheet. So he gets he gets six points. Raheem Sterling, who missed goals, I felt like look, he was very active. I I own Sterling. I'm not selling him. I am. I believe in in what they're doing. Even though, I mean, look, let's be honest. Liverpool's defense has been better. Uh, Although, look, they had some, uh, and we'll speak to it when we get to them. They had some decent performances this past week in the defense. I don't love the next two weeks because I feel like Tottenham's playing pretty well too. Mm -hmm. Um, But then after that, I mean, it is what it is. I just I'm tired of doing the rodeo. I got burned doing a rodeo this past week, trying to catch a Kane, getting rid of a Wilson, and it burned me. And so, Scott, I'm not going to rodeo this week. I'm letting it. I had a really horrible fantasy week. I'm just going to wait for those points to come back to me this week like they so often do. More often than not, don't get bummed on a bad week. Just freaking hit the hold button. Chances are that that shit's going to come back to you. So just I'm I'm not going to rodeo this week, Scott, as much as I want to. That's good. I'm going to ride it. Ride the wave.
2: Well, after all the discussion on me taking a negative four last week, Sending out TAA and Brewster. Yeah. Guess which two guys are still in my squad?
0: TAA and Brewster. Yeah,
2: those two. Uh, I ended up sending out the injured, or he's injured, right? Castagna? Red triangle. Yeah, he did not. Yes, he Timothy did not Castagna. play. It's one of those. Get a red yeah. triangle. Expected back later this month. So I sent him out for Ben Chilwell. And it ended up working out very yes, well. Yes, it did. Yeah. Well done. Uh, and uh, now I'm thinking about a negative four still for those same two guys this coming week. But I didn't. I didn't. If I had sent them out and then saw the Red Triangle and Castagna, I'd been very upset. Yeah. Probably would not have Chilwell in my lineup. Sure. I don't know that Chilwell would have been who I brought in for TAA. So I'm glad it, it worked out. So to your, I, I'm supporting your point, uh, trying to anyway, in uh, in saying sometimes patience is the best virtue.
0: It's tough. I might just take a negative four and go. <laughs> and, and go right to, to Chilwell well and Zuma.
1: There you go, double up. Um, Phil Foden plays nine minutes here. Is there if you're owning? If yeah, definitely disappointing. I don't. I, I mean, that's the Cancelo concern though, too, right? I mean, well, the, anyone
2: I, can be subbed in and out.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think Cancelo's gonna. Foden can sub in. Foden's probably never not going to feature, I would guess. So Foden as a like he's always going to. Whether or not he starts, he's going to end up getting minutes. And he's already shown, even in a substitute appearance, he can be very good. You know what he's capable of. I just, I don't know. There's I feel like, which would you rather have? Would you rather have the Phil Foden and take the chance, like even at his price, like would you rather take the chance of him not starting or do you just go up to Grealish, the Zaha's, the other guys you go that are up just to Grealish him, who's and take play 90 minutes. minutes? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Just Absolutely.
2: Real quick, before we leave this match, I do need to give out, and I know, Dave, you're going to disagree with this, but this is very important that we do this here. We're going to give out the Christian Benteke, Wasteful Player of the Week Award okay. in this match, because this affected the final result.
0: Okay, my eyebrows raised.
2: There was a miss late, late-ish, that would have affected this result, and it was made by one former member of English royalty, John Lundstrom. How he missed, only John knows. Wow. But that miss ended up costing Sheffield at least a point in this match. And so John Lundstrom, the uh, newly estranged from Sheffield United, John Lundstrom. Oh yeah. Uh, seems like he wants out. Mm. Uh, he is this
1: week's recipient of the Christian Benteke hey, Wasteful Player of the Week. one week. thing about Sheffield, and I know you're not owning anyone from them. But if you were, and not <laughs> no. de- and not a defender, I kind of don't
2: want you to finish that sentence and just leave it hanging. Don't say Sander Yes,
1: yeah, Okay. Okay, hey. you said it. Let's move on. I just think you for, put it out there. He's that's great.
2: Five pounds. Save it for the article. We
1: already know he takes the penalty kicks. Whenever he, if he's out there, he's take. He's likely going to take the penalty. Mm-hmm. Can we move on? Fuck, to the next I'm match just save? saying, it's just he's a giant and you've, he's a good guy. He's a good a, man.
2: You made a great point. He he probably is a very nice man. Burnley, nil, Chelsea, three. We've talked about Chelsea quite a bit already. You mentioned Kurt Zuma, Dave. Uh, Hakeem Ziyech also Mm. makes the dream team alongside Zuma. Two things happened here for Chelsea, and there's really nothing to talk about on Burnley other than, hey, hope that sale works out soon. But Chelsea, pre-match, during the Sheffield City match, the, the Chelsea lineup comes out, and FPL... Twitter is going nuts because Timo Werner's on the bench yeah what is happening here Timo Werner's on the bench amazing meanwhile Christian Pulisic owners are happy
0: and I'm laughing at all the Werner owners <laughs> and and
2: and yet you know Christian Pulisic owners those who happen to have him maybe those who heard our podcast last week and said all right I'm getting in on this yeah this sure. Pulisic thing's happening mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the match starts and I left my house. I did not watch this match live. I recorded it and watched it later. I see you on our Slack workspace, yeah. which, by the way, anyone can see what you say, Dave, on our Slack workspace. If they just support us at a certain tier right. on our Patreon site, sure. patreon.com slash FPL America, you said, Werner starts, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I think there were four, mm. uh, which is a little excessive, like by the way. I would do. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I'm like, no, what? That's no, that's not possible. And then it turns out, Pulisic gets hurt during the warm up. Werner starts and scores in this match. Sure. That's the beginning. Number two, throughout this match, everyone is saying, everyone, everyone I'm looking at on I feel Twitter saying, I'm ready to go from Emiliano Martinez to Ed Mendy right now. Yeah, I can understand
1: that. Why wouldn't you? Uh, the only thing you'd have to fear well, Brian, is... There... your
0: stats that you'd given me before about Chelsea goalkeeper would lead me to believe that I don't need to do that. Are you saying that all the information you've given me before was complete garbage <laughs> and I needed to not believe it? No, I, I mock that. I thought what you gave was excellent, and I just wonder if this isn't a couple of games where it's like, oh... Chelsea defense didn't let him down.
1: It's three straight clean sheets in all competitions. In all competitions. Right. So you, you get an, uh, a clean sheet against Manchester United in a rainy, sloppy game where there were goals in the match, but they just, just didn't materialize. And then you get a lackluster Burnley.
2: Say his name, Brian. Say his name. Martin Atkinson.
1: Right. Martin Atkinson right. ruined uh, everyone's life. Again. Right. Um. And no, and then, and then Burnley, who, you know, who just is terrible. They just looked right. terrible. Chelsea okay. utterly dominated right. that game. So, th- like, no, I mean, which, which do you believe? Which do you think is more likely to happen in the, in the upcoming matches? They play Sheffield, Newcastle, Spurs, and Leeds. And let's just look at their next four. There's nothing scary about any of those, I don't think. You don't, I mean, Spurs, obviously, that's a, that's a juggernaut matchup. But Sheffield, Newcastle, and Leeds. Any, I I don't I I mean, what are you worried about Sheffield? Sheffield can – they can barely get a shot straight. No. So you're so you assume Sheffield at home. I mean, if you're gonna bank on a clean sheet, so Sheffield at home for Chelsea right now feels like about a sure thing.
0: I I, I want to mention this since Mendy has come in, they've also changed formation. They've gone to a back three with wing backs. I believe that is completely shored up. They're they're very possibly their defensive issues. So so I I don't think that needs to be overlooked. The other thing is this, with Zuma and Chilwell and Rhys James, okay? Chilwell Mm. and Rhys James now are able to – Scott, I I know that you kind of were knocking him, but there was a little attitude thing that happened with England. I think they had a little carryover into the club. And then we're kind of back on good Rhys James terms. Rhys James is out there – performing every match. Ben Chilwell is the best Ben Chilwell I've ever seen out on the pitch so far. And then Kurt Zuma, and I want to give credit to Frank here, Kurt Zuma's been looking for a run in the Chelsea squad for a long time. He's been loaned out multiple times. Last couple years, I feel like he's kind of been on the team but also sat the bench. I I know for last year, definitely. The year before, I can't remember if he was loaned out or not. Twitter, don't don't kill me. Uh, But I'm just saying – Zuma gets, gets his run, okay? And he scored three goals all on set pieces. He is an absolute threat on set pieces. Yeah. So, look, Chelsea's had multiple set piece takers throughout, throughout this time of the year. Pulisic is on it before. Mount's been on it before. Brian, I think you said in this match it was Ziyech, right? Yep. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, Wasn't you did. He? Yeah, okay. yeah. I guess I'm, I'm saying all that to say it doesn't matter who's kicking it. It's finding Zuma's head. And it's going in the net. He scored three times in the first seven games. Not to mention now that they have a little bit reinvigorated, who wants to show himself? Yeah, there's
1: no way to. I mean, I mean, it's impossible to say. I mean, once that's. I think that was the the bigger point with Kepa is that his there was no confidence not only for him but it was obvious the effect that it had on the rest of the defense. Mm -hmm. So it has nothing. I don't think. I mean, it's nothing about Mendy coming in. And I mean, Mendy had a had has had bad moments you know, already since he started. So it's not like that's impossible. Same with Tiago Silva. Uh, also, by the way, they did not – this was – they went – they were a four at the back this time. They did not – okay. so they just played a stri- – it was a four – four, Street three, three. Yeah, with Zuma and, and Tiago Silva with Reese and Ben Chilwell uh, left and right. Okay. So – but that – I think the the team sheet this time had way more to do It's It's the reason why Werner was on the bench is that Frank said that – midweek that he had time he had tired guys. I uh, knew that Reese was safe this week because As played midweek. Okay. So I think as long as there are midweek matches for Chelsea, I mean I feel like it seems like that is gonna matter in the way the the lineups go. But like look what it did to Polisic. I mean look you saw how angry he was. If you saw the warm up and the video of the warm up, he was furious. I mean it was like Rip the you know, rip the penny off, through you know, spiked it on the ground as he's walking off. Just and Frank said that. Like, he's extremely frustrated. He's worked really hard to get back to fitness. And yep. he get gets you know, gets a knock in the you know, picks up a a knock in the warm-ups. It sucks for him. Well the fact that this is game week seven means that this
2: is also seven weeks in a row with midweek matches for most of these top clubs at the very least the top clubs who are playing in Champions League and obviously played in the League Cup when that was going on for a few weeks in a row at the start of the season. So this stuff is happening. And it's also why, and I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but it's why I'm sh- still shocked that the Premier League did not stick with five subs in matches, at least for part of the season. It doesn't make any sense to me. Not yeah. at all. But uh, the most transferred in player for game week seven, unbeknownst to me, when I was making the same move, apparently everybody else was, was for Ben Chilwell. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have Ben Chilwell. Now we're talking about Kurt Zuma. What do you do with that? Do you own two Chelsea defenders or do you stick with what you have? And if you don't have Chilwell, do you then go to Zuma instead? I don't know. I don't know
0: what to do. I mean, next, <laughs> next, I mean, look, I appreciate look, your honesty. Well, I mean, I got, I, I could easily take a minus four this week to work out for me. I, I have Trent Alexander Arnold and, and Andy Robertson. Would you rather have them against City this week, or, or have, stack
1: your defense with Chelsea, or
0: play, go against Sheffield next week? Right, Zuma that's and what I, No, Sheffield. that's what I'm saying. I don't. And Liverpool's next too. After City is Leicester. Leicester's no pushovers. I'm just saying, like, I don't know, man. I, I really, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't know.
1: I feel like most. I, I feel like most pundit lists. I feel like the FPL scout selection and anyone else is probably going to have, probably going to have. Zuma and Chilwell as their, you know, their team of the week for this coming week. And why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Sheffield is is like they're anemic. Men men and Blazers said it hilariously. They just asked, like, how many points is a is a a moral victory worth (laughs) for Sheffield this week? I mean, they were just not good. Yeah. So I mean that's uh, I don't know where they're going to get it if Chelsea dominate possession and dominate like the the way they did this week against Sheffield yeah there won't be any chances for she- for Sheffield when they play. Yeah. Burnley stinks man.
2: Yeah, they they're not good right now. But but at least it makes sense as to why they didn't sign anyone significant now that we know that there's a club takeover underway. <laughs> Liverpool 2, West Ham 1. As a jaded Liverpool fan, I will ignore the fact that this is the third week in a row that VAR taken away a Liverpool goal. And instead, we'll talk about two things. One makes me happy. One makes me... I don't know what it makes me. The first is Mo Salah was one of the guys I deliberated. A lot of people deliberated over as far as who to captain. Salah, Kane, Son. If you have all three, and a lot of people do, it was hard to choose... I know I was one of a few in our Slack workspace that ended up going with Mo Salah. Obviously, that paid off the most.
1: Yes, it did. Uh, Mo
2: earned and then completed uh, a penalty uh, kick goal uh, to get uh, his owners into double digits if they captained him. But the story coming out of this match is just how good is Diogo Joda, and how much playing time is he going to get at the expense of
1: one Roberto Firmino?
0: If it was up to <clears throat> me,
1: I'd yeah, starting next week. Jota is going to play 10 minutes and then 90 minutes and then 11 minutes and then 89 minutes. I think he's just going to keep alternating every match somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes and the entire game.
2: I will say Klopp has done one thing this season to a much more drastic degree than I've ever seen, but it's something that I've always wondered why managers don't do more. Why not have an A team and a B team and swap them out? 'Cause what do you see
0: like, when you well, see like a club? Swap them out, like what do you mean swap them out? Uh
2: like midweek and weekend. Oh. So like
0: are, I, look, we not see to bring clubs, it back to my club, Arsenal's been doing that.
2: Yeah, exactly. You see clubs make like seven changes for, you know, a Premier League match following a you know, a midweek match, yeah. right? And and inevitably there's struggle because those eleven guys don't know how to play together, right? And I just to me it's like if you're deep enough and these top six clubs are deep enough. They
0: are. You have well, an 18 team and a B barring team. Barring injuries, this early in the season, yes. barring
2: injuries, uh, why not do that? And and Klopp's done that with the front three. I mean, he played a completely different front three in a Champions League match. Now, granted, it was against a Danish club at home.
0: Is it? Was it Michelin?
2: Yes, it was. Wow. Well done, Look sir. Look at me. Uh, and Jota was on that B side front three, right? But it is just a matter of time before he. Joins the A side, it would seem. If not to your point, Brian, he might just come in. But even if he does come in, he could he could provide some magic and some fantasy points late on in a match.
1: I think getting him is such. I, I mean, what better signing could they have made? I, I just love that move. Great signing. I mean, it's such a good player to get for what they need. Uh, welcome back, Shakiri. Uh, also in this match, but no, I love Diogo Jota. I mean, we. I think there was a lot to love about him, even if he had stayed at Wolves. Um, yes. And and now to be able to get in in these moments, you know, he is their traore a bit to kind of come off the bench in, in these kind of moments and play against tired legs who have had to run against Mane and Salah for 70 or 80 minutes that's up to exactly, that point. That's exactly right. You know, and no club gets their
2: transfer business 100% right. You're really just hoping that you make the right kind of impact with just enough moves to make your squad good enough to to get you know the goals that you've set for the season. Obviously, ideally trophies for most of those clubs. Liverpool have done that more than most with the signings they've brought in. And Jota's well, just the latest.
0: I, the the signings, ironically, that Liverpool has done, and, and honestly credit to them, they've poached really good players off other teams. For discount hold prices? On, hold on, in England, and this is big. Mm-hmm. This is very big. Sadio Mane, Southampton. Virgil Van Dyke, Southampton. Mohamed Salah, before he was at Roma, was at Chelsea for two years. Sure. Diego Jota, hey. Shakiri from Stoke. Alex, uh, Oxlade <laughs> Chamberlain from Arsenal. Uh, Andy Robertson, Hull City. Right. You start. You start going down the Winaldum. list.
2: Wijnaldum, Newcastle.
0: <laughs> okay. Exactly. My, my point being is, is, Klopp sees these guys playing that he plays against, and like, I'd like that guy on my team. So. Credit to him because I promise you this, it's really cool. And I was going to, I was trying to save it till we got there. I am in the middle, uh, almost near the end of watching the Amazon Prime All or Nothing on Spurs. And it was last year as they went through COVID with the manager change from Pacchettino to Jose Mourinho. It is absolutely fascinating. It is so good. I remember watching the City one two years ago and, and I remembered how much I loved it. Uh, it was the, the championship winning year for City, and it was absolutely amazing the, the behind-the-scenes look that it gives you in the training room, in the coaches room, and the conversations between the manager and the owner. Daniel Levy is way candid. You actually get to see him, his personality, their conversations, his conversations with Jose Mourinho. They eat breakfast. He, Daniel Levy comes down and eats breakfast with the team all the time in the team facility. I mean, that's where their office is, that's where the, the – Training facility, Tottenham's got a, a training facility that's, like, away from everything. It literally looks like it's out in the middle of the English countryside. It's beautiful. All I'm saying is it's fan, It's fantastic. This last episode they're talking about in Ndombele and how yeah. this was at, at the end of last – this is in the restart. It was, like, three or four games into the restart. Daniel Levy brings him in. And he's, like, he has a translator there too. I mean, he speaks some English but not perfect. And so – He's just he's having to sit down with, with Ndombele, and he's like, like how are you doing? Like, where's your head at? We feel like – I mean, technically, he's our club record signing, but he wasn't performing in the pitch. And he's like, you have to figure out yourself how you are – in other words, how you are going to be. And, and the, they, they had another guy that also helps these new players when they come from other countries and other leagues to settle in the English game, whether it's lifestyle or whatever. And, and he's talking, and he's like, it is hard. A lot of players come in and boom, it's instant, instant. They, they fit in perfectly. Others really struggle, and and has now transfer that to this year, and Dumbale has played great, mm-hmm. right? he's, yeah, been he's starting, been awesome. and, and he's been starting every match. And so obviously he he got better. He had the talent was there. He had to adjust, and he had some other French teammates, Sissoko and Arie, who helped him get in. I say all that to say this: Klopp, to his credit, what he has done, and he's, he hasn't bought. I mean, Keda. Kate has come in has never, has never done he's – he's talented. Has he fit in yet? Not really. Yeah. Has it, hadn't really found a stride, been dinked up with some injuries. The, Klopp's best signings have been guys from other English clubs in the Premier League. True. And credit to him, he realizes, hey, it's easier to transfer those guys in once I can find them. Obviously, he had his eye on Jota for a long time. He saw his move. He made it. And, and look, that's the thing about
2: Klopp too, is he knows what guys he wants. I mean, do you remember when they tried to get Virgil in the summer and then Southampton, Southampton. went nuts yeah. about how, you know, Liverpool maybe approached him illegally. And mm-hmm. so what did they do? They didn't go to another guy. There was no plan B. They waited till January and they got Virgil then. Yeah. I mean, Klopp has his guys in mind no. and he goes for those guys. It's fair.
0: I respect it. And, and uh, I think, I mean, you might see other people. Try to, try to mimic it, but because what he's doing is obviously Liverpool's top of, the, top of the table. They have been, it seems like, for the last three years, and <laughs> and they're still there. Yeah. Well, I will
2: say the other thing, too, you talked about, you know, he sees these guys playing in England and brings them in. Similar but not the same, Minamino, Takumi Minamino. It was amazing because he saw Minamino play twice against Liverpool in the Champions League group stage last yeah. year, and then in January, who'd they sign? Minamino. right now he hasn't wor- quite worked out yet either but there's still high hopes for him and it's just fascinating he watched him play i mean obviously i'm sure there's other scouting at work there but you know they saw him play against liverpool twice yeah. in the champions league he was impressive mm-hmm. he comes right into the squad no.
0: very hey scott what, what what we need to move this train uh nat phillips nat and yeah. a, how did you feel not, about not phillips? matt not matt phillips Nate. with an m nathaniel. this nat. is nathaniel yeah. as in nat Phillips, yep. He is the under-23 promotion that gets to go into the injured, defensive Liverpool lineup. Yes. He did not get a clean sheet. No. But
2: he won a lot Liverpool of balls in the pundits air. like him. He won all the 50-50 balls in the air. Here's the thing. Uh, Matip is back, so don't rush to 4.0 Nat Phillips. Mm-hmm. But... He passed the eye test for one match at least. Well,
0: so a lot of people love to have a four-zero defender that's playing.
2: I don't think he's going to play. That's the thing. He played here. Okay. But Mattup is back in full training. I think Joel Mattup is going to be back. Mattup is
0: back. And I thought you were saying Matt is up his back. Mattup is back. <laughs> Mattip. No. Mattip is back. Yes. And let me be clear. And Got also, it. <laughs> uh, Joel Matip, the,
1: it, the injury to Fabinho is not supposed to be serious. So even then, he'll uh, be back in a few weeks. I was going to say yeah. you would probably see post-international international break in at the. Yeah. You'd think after international break. Yeah. You hate everybody. Anyone getting injured this past week is like the worst timing. So if it's not a serious injury, because then it's like you almost if there's any doubt. It's like. Why, why risk it? Right. you not coming I, back. I clear. hate, That's yeah, funny. I hate the the timing of it. But anyway. All right. Moving
2: on to Sunday. Started out with a lot of goals. Aston Villa three, Southampton four. Let's start with the first half <laughs> in Southampton. The first half was the James Ward-Prowse show, Dave. Are you, you going to fall prey to the James Ward-Prowse show again this season?
0: Didn't fall last year, but I love it when he teases you. Uh, when he has these types of games, you love to poo-poo him. And yes, you're right. He only has two or three of these games per year, and then people will go to transfer him in. There in the past he has shown me that oh wow, he can do this. I keep thinking, and who knows, Scott, this might be egg in your face that he might do it this year. I hope I hope I would it- bet he doesn't. He is. I wouldn't is bet for it, but I can only hope and dream. <laughs> uh,
1: not to drag the FPL America the article into this, but two weeks ago, when I insanely uh, wanted to include Dwight McNeil in the uh, in the article, uh, I said that Dwight McNeil was part of the James Ward Prowse class of creative but unproductive midfielders. Mm. Um, I guess I stand by that. Uh, it's just like, no, you look through the... It's it's a really James ward Prowsey kind of season for him already. You know, 2-3, 2-3, 2-18. Like, to go through it and to see, like, that many, you know... Honestly, he, he, he tipi- no. He is... He, like, Dwight McNeil is crossing the ball into the box a lot. Yeah, and so is not Jay crossing Ward-Prowth. it to
2: anyone of, All of I
1: almost included Oliver Norwood in there, too, because players that you look at and you're like, they're really good for what they are asked to do, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's going to turn into anything FPL-wise. It's no. just that Listen. James Ward-Prowse, he had two unbelievable free kicks in the match.
2: The second one defied physics. It was unbelievable. When they showed the shot behind James Ward-Prowse facing the goal, the way that ball moved, it should not be physically possible to kick a ball that way. It was unreal. It's everything I've wanted Trent Alexander-Arnold to do so far this season, and he hasn't. Here's the thing, though, Dave. A little bit in our face. Because right. when James Ward-Prowse scored 11 last week, yeah, we probably should have jumped right on him to get the 17, and then move right off of him in a couple of weeks. Knowing that he's
0: going to throw two games back to back,
2: really good, especially on his birthday, smash and run. Exactly and then, right, and then just dip out. Exactly right. Now yeah, the other right. guy who showed up in this first half, and Brian, I'd love to hear what you think about this. Uh, Yannick Vestergaard mm-hmm. captured a lot of people's attention early in this match with his goal.
1: Yannick Vestergaard, in a segment we like to call uh, Yannick Vestergaard. Holy crap.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Five straight weeks of sixes and sevens for Yannick Vestergaard.
0: What, how about them apples, Brian? I
1: think ESPN employee and Saints fan uh, Chris Ragg, W-R-A-G-G, speaks <laughs> for everyone when he tweeted, how and when did Vestergaard turn world class? <laughs> Um, he didn't. To the, the, to, the, to the earlier uh, discussion about uh, uh, Virgil and everyone that Liverpool has poached from Southampton, uh, hilarious Southampton fans were saying, um, hey, Liverpool, uh, he'll only cost you 90 mil. <laughs> uh, so, no, look, they have major injury issues here. Uh, they lost uh, Jan Bednarik who actually matters to them defensively, uh, was subbed at halftime after suffering what sounds like concussion-type symptoms Uh. after an aerial battle at some point in the first half. Losing him is significant because that is going to really hurt them defensively for what he has been to them since he's started to finally play. Vestergaard, I don't know what to tell you because he's 46 and if and like I already own like for me I already own Kyle Walker Peters I'm not owning another Saints defender, <laughs> no. um, especially because I mo- so many people have McCarthy I don't know why I don't think you're gonna throw more money at the Southampton defense but geez six seven seven six seven seven six or whatever he's running now yeah that's annoying man
0: for four six I mean he's way outscoring Robertson and well. He's not well no he is outscoring scoring Robertson and he's definitely way outscoring uh TAA.
2: Yeah, not going to Vestergaard though. I I mean I, I obviously can't deny his last five matches,
1: but there's no way. Yeah, I it's it's not great. And then Southampton, I mean it's not uh I mean Newcastle at Wolves, Manchester United at Brighton. I mean you're you're okay with that's not, it's not terrible, it's not but you terrible know what? Run. I mean a lot of us have Callum Wilson, uh, you know, maybe
2: a Wolves, maybe Raul, obviously a United, you know, Bruno, you know, maybe a Brighton front three guy. I mean, you're you're not going to want to play Vestergaard against most of those. No,
1: and what I was going to say is I think they have issues all over the place because, I mean, you saw Ings leave with a knee injury that right now is assumed to not be too bad. I'm sure we'll get zero clarity about the severity (laughs) of it in the next few days. Why not just keep him out until after the break? Uh, Ryan Bertrand—that's a—that might be the bigger, the biggest one. No, Ings is the biggest one. But Ryan losing Ryan Bertrand is not good for them. He left early here with a hamstring issue. They might avoid any major problems though because they get Newcastle next. I mean, it, they don't. I don't. It's yeah. not a huge, terrible threat to them. Ings did still give some returns in this match, though. Danny
2: Ings just continues to be Mister Consistent. And Che
1: Adams, I mean, it's the same. Another assist for Che Adams, and so I mean, James Ward-Prowse is the story here. But man, it's just all over the place. Really, really good performances from Southampton.
2: And then the second half happened, and that's when Aston Villa scored all their fantasy points. Now,
1: before I
2: get into that, the
1: Grealish Garbage
2: Time Show, the Grealish Gar, yes, (laughs) the Grealish Garbage Time Show.
0: Hey, Brian, you're showing heart. He was not giving when does up. He,
1: when does he not show heart?
2: Yeah, well, don't I mock. Mean, is it is is it heart? Yes. Is it heart that we want to it's call effort. that?
1: It's effort. Effort, heart, well, I, giving I, a sh. I, <laughs> de- yeah, I like, definitely don't want to call it spunk because I think that word is disgusting. Okay.
0: Well, okay. We won't call it that word. Fine, fine fair. I won't even say it, Brian. <laughs> We'll call it that word.
1: I love For my personal FPL interests, I love his captain's decision to let Ollie Watkins kick the penalty in this Tell me
0: about that, Brian.
1: Just that he won the penalty and then walked over with Trezeguet kind of fighting for it for a second. Trezeguet wanted the PK? And, And, and... Pulled a Dave Azpilicueta and Greesh. Greesh said, and not, just today. said yeah, exactly, "Not today." Yeah, exactly. today, Ollie, friend. you come over here and you get this because he. he need, we need you to because he knows get he needs his striker to be kicking, well, kicking the ball in the net. I my guess is he also has Ollie Watkins in his own FPL. Team. Could have him in his FPL team. Scott, also, Ollie Scott Watkins, will never give uh, you
0: Why do you hate Grelish? He's a <laughs> No, he's not. No, he's yes, not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. No yeah. way. I would take that kid on my team any day. He showed leadership in this position. He's working harder than anyone else on the team. He is doing exactly what I want from a freaking captain on the pitch. He is he is he is the hardest working guy, which means everyone else will work <laughs> off too.
2: When he wins over Gareth Southgate, I'll start to pay attention. Screw Southgate. Southgate doesn't know <laughs> clearly,
1: because that's what Grealish is,
0: <laughs> Jack.
1: Jack Stop. Grealish is a penalty area monster this season. Only yeah, most, fair. only Mo Salah has more touches in the box than Jackie G, as I'm calling <laughs> him. Jackie yeah, G. Jackie <laughs> G. I'm down. And, and, I'm down with Jackie G. And he's and they've got a game in hand. It's you know <laughs> Salah's touched the ball 79 times in the area and. Grealish has sixty one. It's second most in the Premier League. It's it's just he's the thing is, not only do you like that he's in there a ton, you like the creativity when he gets there. He led all. Plus, he you know led all shooters here. He had six shots, put two on target. He tied Ross Barkley in the match for the most crosses. He had he put in eight crosses. Like it's. It is. I feel like he's made it really easy. I've been arguing more for Je, or for John McGinn. You just see the way some of these other guys disappear it, it, at times. Grealish, I feel like, never disappears. So I own Ollie Watkins, and it's because of after Gunners, it's be, their miracle season begins, where it's Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle. Immediately after, I was after, just gonna say after, after they after play after Arsenal this week,
0: I'm bringing him in.
1: When everyone for our, uh, Villa blanks again against Arsenal, uh, the the highly defensive uh, uh, Arteta Gunners. Um, then that it's, then Aston it's... Villa schedule is unreal for I the know. next
0: couple months. Grish, you... Greece, Jackie G is coming into my team hey, after next but week. But what
1: about, look, everybody spent the last four weeks trying to do everything they could to get Emiliano Martinez or, or one of the I defenders know, in here. Now, now what?
0: I... Stick with it. Just just hold the fort. Okay. Hold the fort because Scott, things, you're gonna say absolutely not. things are getting not. better. Things are gonna be getting better. Whatever. Scott, you know what? And he'll be wrong. Look, I'm not asking for for Villa to hold clean sheets every week. I want, but with a, that but schedule, want, with that schedule, they could give me one every other week. I
1: want a bet on clean sheets in this in this, this miracle in this miracle schedule. Yes. I want a I want a, a seven bet. seven matches.
0: There's seven matches. I think they'll get three clean sheets out of the seven matches: Brighton,
1: West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves, Burnley, West Brom, Crystal Palace. Between now and the day after Christmas, that is the matches that they play. How many clean sheets in those seven matches? Over, under? Let's set it at um, two and a half. Can they get three? I say yes. I'm on on the board in those seven matches.
2: So you guys spend a lot of time telling me what I think about Emiliano Martinez. And the reality is he's my goalkeeper. <laughs> right. And he's in the lineup to stay. So there's no bet here because.
0: Okay. But you hate Villa. You, I, I do. You, you think Villa's going down. You think they're getting relegated.
2: I don't. I don't. I you think hate
0: them so much.
2: Villa's going to finish. What have I said? I've said they're going to finish in 13th. 13th place. They sure looked like it here. Uh, for at least 75 minutes anyway, and they ended up losing this match too. Now, Martinez, we said he's got superpowers. The man gave up four goals, and yet there were two key ways in this match where he proved to me that he's still a superhero. Number one... When he was diving towards those James Ward-Prowse free kicks, almost got him. he looked like Superman flying through the air. All right? I know he missed he him. He probably came closer than but, anyone else, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and number two, he gave up four goals and still got you zero. There were no negative points here for Emiliano Martinez. That's
0: well, well said. All right? That's so well the man said. is
2: staying as my goal. He's still the number one scoring goalkeeper overall in FPL, and there's no reason over the next couple of months why you would be scared about that schedule to think that that won't stay that way. I think he could very well end up, after game week 15, still being the number one overall goalkeeper in FPL. And if that's the case, why wouldn't you keep him? Now, I don't want a defender. I know that feels weird. It feels weird to me. I have no desire to go to a defender, especially someone whose last name rhymes, rhymes with Frings, okay? I don't want any of them. But, Emiliano Martinez is going to stay my goalkeeper because that man is wearing a cape right now. By the way, can we just all agree that this season... Goalkeeper points are just a second form of bonus
0: points. (laughs) Yes. Because that's the only way I'm going to stay mentally healthy is if I think of it that way. All right.
2: All right. Speaking of goalkeepers, Newcastle 2, Everton 1. There's the pre-match news and the post-match news. Pre-match, Jordan Pickford is, quote, rested, end quote. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To which you alluded to earlier, uh, Dave, in the pre in the pregame NBC, Tim Probably Howard. Finally got
0: some input from Tim Howard. He goes,
2: Goalkeepers don't need to be arrested. There's no need to arrest a goalkeeper. Yeah. He's been benched, which is 100% accurate, right? But we all saw this coming. I think if Liverpool beats Everton, Pickford gets benched after that match, like we talked about. It didn't happen then, though, because Everton got a result against Liverpool. So then they get blasted by Southampton, and now it finally happens. Robin Olsen, his era finally begins. Pickford... Who knows what's to come as of game time. I looked it up cause I wanted to be sure I knew it at the time that he was announced as rested Pickford's ownership was
0: 8%. Surprisingly high.
1: I think people still want to believe that there's something good about the Everton defense. And I just don't know how you can think that. Yeah. At
2: because this, at if this you're moment. English, Jordan Pickford
1: is one of your goalkeepers.
0: Well, uh, look at the
2: national level,
0: I, Again, shows how much Southgate knows.
2: Oh, stop it. What? <laughs> Southgate got England to the last World Cup semifinals.
0: I could have got that team there.
2: <laughs> you think I'm we'll kidding? See, we'll see next summer. Euro 21 is the next time he's got to prove himself, right? That
0: team, that Southgate, if anything, held that team back.
2: Oh, come on. He shouldn't
0: have had Harry Maguire in that team. He shouldn't have had Jordan stop Pickford it in that team. right Who now.
2: else do you want me to say shouldn't have been in Three that team? Three years ago, he had every reason to have... Lester's Harry Maguire in his defense. Really? Has, Lester's
0: is he, is he, has he gotten any better or any worse since then? Yeah, he's gotten worse. No. He was always that bad. He's a head case.
2: No way, man. Revisionist history. Anyways, let's move semifinals on. Semifinals or semifinals? Let's move on. All right, post-match. I just have the phrase striker's paradise in my notes. Callum Wilson, Dominic Calvert-Lewin give you all the goals here. I think all the goals. Did Wilson have a brace?
0: No. Yes. Callum Wilson, Wilson had, a had a brace. Yes, he did. Now, he because, <laughs> because that's when I was crying a river, right? As I'm like, oh, no, Kane will, g- Kane will give me something,
2: which he did. He did. But but listen, I think a lot of people were concerned about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And and inevitably, there's going to be a point this season where Dominic Calvert-Lewin's price is going to plateau and maybe even go down. It's going to happen. It's a long season. And this felt like a match where everyone was like, uh, Callum Wilson to dominate Calvert Lewin. But then DCL gives you a goal here
1: late.
0: He finds a way to get it done he and somehow can steal two bonus points out of it. Again, Brian, the late striker goal probably got him the two bonus points, right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like late goals all around. Uh, somehow Diogo Jota ended up with two bonus points this week. Yes, His because there's th- a
2: flaw in the bonus point system, Brian. Late goal, like, there should be a ratio of minutes played involved in this that decreases these 10-minute performers to getting all three bonus points.
1: Yeah. Now, Colin Wilson, look, I mean, only Kane is ahead of him now, so Colin Wilson continues to just be really... Great, and the, and, the and year the, point, the year right? of the the average price forward continues in this match. Yes, it's very true. Now, I, I just
2: want to add one more thing about this match, since you know we've talked about Callum Wilson and DCL already most of the season. Mm-hmm. Callum Wilson gets the rare yellow card penalty kick goal combo here. Here's the thing that bothers me about that moment. So Yuri Mina is all up in Callum Wilson's face from the moment. Wilson draws the penalty, which I don't even understand why Everton's upset about this. Uh, I think it was – was it Gomez in that case? I think Gomez hurts himself trying to go through Callum Wilson. and right. And yet Everton is upset about the fact that this penalty is called. Yeremina is all – is just like taunting Callum Wilson from the moment he grabs the ball to the moment that he puts it down on the spot. But but Callum Wilson ends up putting the ball into Mina's stomach, and that earns Callum Wilson the yellow card. Why, if you're the referee and you can see that Mina is instigating the entire thing, why are you letting it happen? Why is Mina not getting a yellow card too?
0: Garbage, it, it is, it's so garbage. And look, and you know me, I love a good, feisty, feisty physical tussle, but like it, it's off the ball stuff like that, that like or even dead ball stuff mm-hmm. getting in people's faces that is so unnecessary, uh, touching people, you know, not in a this challenge, uh-huh. yeah, 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 like yeah. stop. Stop that. Okay. So yeah, like it's garbage. Just complete garbage and, and refs need to need to figure it out. You know, look, Andrew Ref used to always give the English refs a hard time and I would try to defend them. And honestly, the more time that passes, I'm starting to realize that I think he's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the English refs aren't good. Do you
2: know what else the English refs have gotten away from? Uh, simulation. Where are the yellow cards for simulation? There are that, a couple this weekend that uh... should have been given out.
0: Maybe so. I don't know if there's if they've been wicked deliberate. Mm. None that I can remember. There, there might uh, have been.
1: Uh, Luke Ailing today. Luke yes. Ailing
0: today. Okay. my goodness. Fairly deserved fair, a yellow card. Haven't seen where that. was
1: that one. He bottled that one. Unfortunately, I was um, no. Just that um, the I think the last thing for just for Everton. I mean, you see what kind of a look. I mean, what four weeks ago would you have said that when you look ahead to Newcastle? Do you see that as a loss? For them, no, no, of course not. And I just think, like, it, I mean, what we said, I, it's what's obvious to anyone. No Richarlison, no Hamas Rodriguez here, no Luca Dina, no Seamus Coleman. I mean, what, what do you expect?
0: No, that's a good point.
2: I mean, Dave, you said at the beginning of the season, you said everything looked really good, but there's no depth.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's true. And here we go. And and they, look, Brian, you're right. I mean, but well, honestly, take four of the top performers ish. You know, look, Coleman and Dina both are provide attacking with, so losing
1: um, Hamas Rodriguez is is, ma- is is brutal, and they were already not going to be good. Losing, I mean, it's a huge loss for them to lose for Charlison. Right.
0: You so, took you took all but their best, you know, all but their
1: their goal scorer basically off the off the pitch.
0: I'm just saying it's no surprise. All of a sudden now they're struggling to to get goals.
1: You guys, did you want? I mean, do you did you want to talk about the fact that Thomas Rodriguez has a testicle injury? <laughs> that
0: that's the reason why he's missing here. Uh, Brian, honestly, I don't get into the lives of the players' crotches. <laughs> it's not if <program. laughs> you really want to. You no, know, that's fine. You know who injured. I own him. You know who
1: injured his testicle. His girlfriend? No. Who? Virgil his boyfriend. Van, Virgil no. Van Dyke.
2: Virgil his girl, did. His girlfriend re-injured okay. the testicle. Okay. Well, in all likelihood.
0: Okay. Scott, that is massive speculation. Massive
2: speculation. There is no proof whatsoever. That's true. Just but, want that to be said. <laughs> <laughs> that is a
0: Scott opinion? This is not a podcast opinion? Listen,
2: you don't go from being able to play last week to not being able to play this week for an injury that occurred two weeks ago if if sex isn't involved.
0: Sometimes things can happen, Scott. He could have been sitting up out of bed putting shorts on and the thighs kind of smashed together. Things happen, Brian. Dave,
2: Dave has that happened to and
0: you? Look, people have hurt themselves. yes. People have hurt themselves coughing. Sammy Sosa, Brian, years ago, home run king Sammy Sosa, hurt his back like sneezing and coughing, like literally held him out for like a couple weeks. Like weird stuff happens.
1: Yeah. Just saying. How many players have injured
0: themselves slipping at home? Ben Dennery, come on. I know you listen. You're a good, good friend of the pod, even though we haven't had you on yet, but we will. Can you give us an updated report? On Halmes Rodriguez' testicle, please.
1: It's just funny that Carlo Ancelotti called it. it, He missed out because of a little injury. (laughs) He had a little issue.
0: That's amazing. That's rude. That's rude.
1: I think that is. I don't think there was any intent. In that. I don't think he deserved any sort of uh, any sort of punishment for that. I think it was just the way he said it. Can we just say too,
2: I, I had a thought as I was watching this match, and obviously Pickford sitting on the bench. Ancelotti, who's the one guy that he has built up more than anyone else since he's come into Everton? DCL. Absolutely right. This is the moment of DCL now, right?
0: It still is. Yeah. He's still got a goal. He's he, still honestly in this match, he's still Harry Kane.
2: Yes, absolutely. Who is he never? talked about in that same Pickford, way.
0: Pickford, Pickford's done.
2: It was the beginning of the end from the moment Carlo Ancelotti came into that just, squad. He
0: just needed to figure out a way to do it.
2: Yep, exactly right. United nil Arsenal one. Oh, yeah. Lano and Bellerin make the dream team thanks to a Paul Pogba error. Is that okay to describe it that way?
0: No, he said it himself. So, you know, credit to Paul Pogba. We've given him a lot of crap over the years. Challenged his effort, um, and challenged his attitude. And honestly, he kind of said we were right in this match. I mean, he said it himself. uh, He questioned his own fitness. He
2: questioned his own fitness. He questioned, leading to the error.
0: uh, But listen, I really respect this honesty. So I, I I don't. I respect the fact (laughs) that he questioned his uh, defensive training. He, he. I'm, I'm saying his own words. Yeah, yeah. So. I,
2: it's one thing to say, you know, I've been working really hard and I was just, I was just beat, you know, I was just tired. And and unfortunately I was late to the challenge, made a mistake. I apologize to the club. It's, it's one thing to do that. It's another thing. If you're Paul Pogba and you've basically played 30 minutes a match, even if you've been out there for longer, you really only play 30 minutes a match, your fitness, everyone knows it sucks because you're Paul Pogba. You're not really trying very hard as it is. You're, you're loping around on the pitch half the time you're out there, and then you make the mistake that leads to the loss, and you say, yeah, I was kind of tired. At that point, you know what? You don't get the benefit of the doubt. You don't get, oh, I'm, I'm thankful for your honesty, Paul. No, you get, it's time for your ass to leave, Paul. If you're going to go ahead and just be open enough to admit that, that's actually a bigger problem at this point for Manchester United. And it would be a bigger problem if their manager wasn't giving off the same kind of vibes like he wants to leave. OGS continues to just be whatever he is on the sideline, excuse me, the touchline. Like, he doesn't want to be there any more than Paul Pogba does. United, you know what I realized watching this match? Tell me. They are just
0: so sad. You know what's going to happen? No one is
2: happy on Manchester United. You
0: understand what's going what's about to happen? What's you about know, to happen? You know what's going to happen over this this Christmas break, right?
2: Uh you 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 so you're referring to the conversation that's been going on in our Slack workspace. I get to make a second plug for Patreon here to join our Slack workspace because today we're talking about how it's it's about to become the Mauricio Pochettino era at Manchester United. Is that what yep, you're referring to? Absolutely. And, and honestly, I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is ready for that. I think he's ready for that. How can you look at him? Well, he he, he doesn't
0: know what to do. He. he, he I does- think he's over it. Well, no. The, the, the he punk- would love
2: to go back to first-tier Norwegian league uh-huh. and just manage that because he is done with this.
0: No, he's done because he was never big enough to be able to handle it. The job's too big for him. The moment's too big. He's never been in any type of a situation like that. He's never been in a big club other than when he played there. I get that. But it's different when you're managing. And honestly, doing it now as a, compared to 20 years ago is a way different thing. Mm-hmm. It is its own new animal. Uh, look, I think he's a good dude. But I'm not saying – OGS? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's a good guy. I, I think, do. I, I, think I think he's, he's a, a good guy. Mind. I'm just saying for United at this moment, it it had initial magic and has mm-hmm. run its course. Yeah. and. Look, United is, I said this earlier, not that this is a surprise to anyone. They're a sleeping giant. Uh, What anyone, as a Liverpool fan, what you should not want is Pochettino coming into that team. Because what he'll do is he will fix that defense. And I think he's learned from some issues that maybe Spurs had. He also didn't have any money to spend when he was at Spurs. Right. And in fairness to Levy, and you'll see this in that, again, Amazon Prime is not sponsoring this, this pod. They might as well be. But one thing you'll notice in this is they do spend for Mourinho. And I think Levy realized that he never did that for, Marie, for Pochettino. And Pochettino was able to do a lot with a little. And I'm just saying now coming into – with United, United has talented players there. That's undeniable. They probably have a very talented academy. But for whatever reason, it's not working on the pitch. And it just feels like they're, not, they're definitely not playing for their manager.
2: They're point. they're not playing for each other.
0: No, they're no. they're individuals. They're not playing like eleven best friends. Although no, they not. did in the
2: it seems like in the Champions in League, the Champions League, they did but it. in the Premier League, they look like eleven dudes who are strangers to one another.
0: Yeah, and and they're unhappy. All right, let's let's talk. Let's let's reel this back into fantasy relevance, as we are already long in the the tooth here. Fernandez, uh, Bruno. That is. Uh, is there anyone else on Manchester United that's worth discussing? Bruno gone two weeks without giving you returns. Out of the seven weeks, he's given you returns in three of the weeks. Is that a concern for you? Their schedule upcoming They've only played six. Pretty in decent. Fairness. Mm. They have three out of he's fifty percent in returns. Yeah. Forgive me there.
2: Well, TAA is more vital to send out than Bruno and my squad. Okay. So it's gonna be TAA. Bruno's gonna stay.
0: Okay.
2: Bruno's Bruno's got the ability.
0: Brian, do you own Bruno?
2: I do not you own a
1: Manchester are, United. Are you trying anyone? to get are
0: you trying to bring Bruno in? No, I
1: I'm not I'm not anxiously trying to get in anyone from Manchester United. Although uh, Anthony Martial comes back next week, that is uh, that can only benefit them, assuming uh, fitness. No, I look at, at Everton, like you said, this you know at Everton, then West Brom, then Southampton, then West Ham in their next four. I, I don't. It's I'm sure they'll be fine. I, I mean, I, I, I they can't keep not scoring goals, I guess. Um, but no, right. I'm in no rush to bring any of them. In.
0: Let's talk about Arsenal, the the team that won here. Enough yeah. about United. Yeah, Can we talk about the team that won. Sure. Let's talk about Arsenal. What do you want to talk about? Sure. <laughs> well, Yang joined team.
2: Callum Wilson in that rare combo of a penalty kick goal and yellow card. I mean, most. I mean, anyone who still has Aubameyang had to be pissed that Aubameyang got the yellow card as he's walking off the pitch way too slowly. He didn't seem to care, but I. Guarantee his fantasy owners did.
0: Yeah, his fantasy owners probably gave him a little crap about it via uh, via Twitter. But I tell you I, honestly, look, you shouldn't be owning him. No.
2: Right now, yeah, honestly. I don't I regret mean, if, yet, if yet if sending you're him owning out. Owning him. Yeah.
0: It's kind of shame on you. I mean, good for you. You got the PK. But
2: I mean, in the beginning of the season, I felt like I was going to hold on to him because it's going to come back around to him. But seven weeks in, it's not coming back around to him. No. Well. And even this, even here, Paul Pogba. If Paul Pogba doesn't make his mistake, it's another match without returns for Arsenal's offense.
0: It's a lot of money to spend because he had got he had flattened out on a lot of games. But look, they're up their next three upcoming games: uh, home Villa, at Leeds, home uh, Wolves. Now, who knows what's going to happen in the Emiliano Martinez derby?
2: That's right. Oh, I guarantee you, that, that one, I mean, Arsenal's not scoring on him. You well, me?
0: even if they do, it's, I don't know. I'm interested to see if they do. Like, yeah. Will they even celebrate? I'm, I'm serious. Like, the, yeah. the team really loved him. I mean, look, two months ago, they're winning the FA Cup together. Well, it seems like two months ago. Three or four months yeah. ago, they're winning the FA yeah. Cup. And, and, you know, now he's playing for another team. Look, that's football. football. I'm not interested football in
2: happens. Aubameyang. I'm not interested in anyone no. offensive. I'm interested in maybe TAA for Bellerin. Is that crazy?
0: TAA for Bellerin is not that crazy. In a I,
1: segment we like to call, is now the time to buy Hector Bellerin? Tell me. Yeah, maybe. Dave?
0: Yeah, like Your guy. it sounds crazy, but Brian, give me all the stats that I need to know because I don't know them. But hard my, to- my eye test says he is getting down the side a lot, be getting in the box a lot, make sending crosses in. And being very creative from a wing—that's what my eyes tell me. Do stats tell me otherwise?
1: No, I have no Hector Bellerin stats because the. <laughs> well
0: then, what are you hearing? The, the only
1: stats. The only. Here's the stats. Here's the stats from this all match right, that right, I all right. see. All right. Eight shots to seven shots. Right. Two shots on target each, and one of Arsenal's shots on target was Obama Yang's penalty kick. Right that's ridiculous that has been the issue I know. all along with with Arsenal I don't know how much it matters what how many times Bellerin, Bellerin gets a gets it's down fair. the wing or how many crosses he he gets in I and will... you're saying that he it's it's on a mm. it's on a pogma mistake right. against Bellerin that then even draws a penalty like that's how he gets his points here yeah would you or are they gonna get a clean sheet otherwise it sure looks like it. Because it's not like Manchester United was lighting the the world on
0: fire, right? Uh, no, I, I agree completely that Arsenal's obviously. I mean, it, it's not he, Arsenal's offense has been struggling, but Arsenal's this match,
1: are, they're allowing more shots per match than they're taking, so they're allowing ten shots. It's ten shots against to about eight and a half four, like. How, when are, are are is this going to correct itself here at some point? I
0: think so. I would like to think, and, and if only there was a way I could actually look and find out. Since Party and Gabrielle have been starting together through the what you would call the spine of of the club, what are those shots for and against? My guess would be that there would be more shots for, or less against, with those two starting and Part D has probably only started now two or three games.
1: Spurs and Arsenal currently tied for the for the third best shots on target allowed. 3.4 shots uh on target, on target allowed. allowed for the season, which is the it's the third it's best in the Premier that. League. Spurs is I know. And Spurs are that's why I'm saying like Spurs are still leaky despite allowing that That's such a small number of shots on target per Mm. match. Arsenal seem to be still capable of holding a clean sheet. I'd be interested in Bellerin just on the grounds that that they are not creating a ton, but it's not like they're shipping goals either. They They are tight defensively. Wait, so you're saying TAA for Bellerin works on the basis of defense? It seems like it, yeah. I
0: mean, do you trust Liverpool's defense more than Arsenal's at this point? Um, Scott, Scott, I'll say this other than other than Liverpool, the it, Liverpool match, Arsenal's only allowed either zero or one goal in the entire season. So, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, how It's how, not bad. How, no, good it's good.
1: Was, how good was Liverpool's defense with Virgil? I mean, honestly, this season,
0: it's not like they were. It's not like they were no, shutting been everyone horribly down. Horribly disappointing. I picked a good year to invest in Liverpool defense. Right. What <laughs> awesome. I'm saying, I'm just saying, like it just
1: like you're. We, I think we all agree. I mean, if you get if you get a clean sheet from a defender or a goalkeeper at this point, it is such a huge bonus.
0: Oh, look, so I so at this point, it's worth mentioning. Rob Holding is now back healthy. So if we're looking at
1: very possible, I had him
0: to start our, the season. Hold on. If we're looking at possible Arsenal clean sheets, what, you're shaking your head because you got burned. But this is rel- relevant now. He's- but how –
2: serious? seriously, though, how important
1: is it to go for clean sheets this season? I don't think it's worth – I don't think it's, it's important at all. I, I just, so don't stop say, your, you're, stop when your when Rob holding. Okay. You're not chasing. Clean, you're, I don't think anyone's crazy enough to chase. It's already a fool's errand to chase clean sheets anyway. I mean, you can look at form, but man, I just don't see. Right. You want to jump on form? We already said it. Jump on Chelsea. I mean, how, how can you ignore that? I know. That? T-A-A, for,
2: TAA for Zuma, what? even though I already have Chilwell, seems more attractive than TAA for Bellerin at this
1: point.
0: All I'm going to say is Rob holding's a 4 4. My point being, yes, he was 4 you're not or 5 gonna, when I had him. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> 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 Longest <laughs> ever sad drum <trumbo laughs> following that sale. My point is Rob, is yes. I'm
2: not holding. <sighs> okay,
0: never mind. You know what? F me. <laughs> All I'm saying is you're not expecting much from your fifth midfielder. If you want someone cheap who has a chance at a clean sheet, then Rob holding is at a 4 4.
2: All right. Final mention on this match. Fantasy, half point. Honorary, meaningless, but a half point nonetheless. From yours truly, goes to Mike Dean. It says something that the Premier League put Mike Dean on the match of the weekend, at least on paper, United and Arsenal. And Mike Dean gave out a lot of yellow cards early in this match. And you know what? Good for him. That's why he's getting my honorary half point in this match. There were so many times when potential counterattacks were held back by by fouls that you know if they happen in the 70th minute are called yellow cards by most referees but they happened in the 20th and 22nd and 26th minute in this match you know what mike dean said i don't care what minute it is here's a yellow card in your face buddy and i like his principles and you know what mike dean when he's he's that guy where they you know people say when you, if you're going to make a mistake make it big right that's what Mike Dean does. But the rest of the time, he's doing things by the book more than most Premier League referees, and I like it. I like the principled Mike Dean. I liked it on this match.
1: Honorary meaningless half point to Mike Dean. Thank you very much. I thought you would give it to Harry Maguire for taking four shots compared to four shots total from everyone How else How many were on target, United. Brian? I don't know. I don't
2: think there were any. Yeah, it might have been zero. I remember a couple at least that were well off the mark and probably shouldn't have actually been taken in the first place. Uh, Which is why shots as a statistic uh, sometimes doesn't matter.
1: Dave, what makes, you, wait, move, Dave, what makes wait, Dave? What makes you nervous on. about wait? What makes you nervous about Arsenal's schedule? Villa, Leeds, and Wolves. When nothing. you just blanked Manchester United. Nothing. Nothing. But
0: right, no one right, seems to care right. about I'm just, what I say. Right, I'm just I saying. clean I,
2: sheets are irrelevant. Okay. Don't chase them.
0: All right, watch Arsenal get three in a row. Well, maybe I'll bring and in Bellerin and then I'll dunk on you. Uh, right. if that happens you're
2: allowed all right, all right? Fair, enough, fair enough tottenham two yes. brighton one a lot of people needed kane and son to rescue their weeks kane gave you something son didn't man but Tariq Lamptey did for a lot of people as well
0: Tariq Lamptey.
1: Tariq Lamptey a uh, great that uh, great man. goal but b absolutely should not have been able to count not a chance. <laughs> Solly March absolutely fouled Pierre Emil. But you know what? On the build-up to the goal, there should have been a free Scott, kick. Scott, it should,
0: it, this is a massive, massive problem. There I'm, is I'm not, absolutely I'm not to cut you short.
1: there is no reason that that was not a foul. I, I there yeah, like. Especially when we have talked repeatedly about getting the ball has no bearing on whether or not then you clear out, you clear out completely the man physically afterwards.
0: took him out physically right. there, is there no, was complete right. contact on from March to Hoybeer and it was completely not called even after VAR said I, I believe it was John Moss in the booth said hey Bud why don't you go down there and look at yeah. it Bud was
2: Grant uh, Graham Scott yeah. Graham Scott, by the way, is Michael Shannon with lighter colored hair. And Michael Shannon is a wonderful actor who typically plays guys that you don't like. So I typically don't like Graham Scott because he reminds me of Michael Shannon. I
0: think I know who you're talking about.
2: Yeah. He is Michael Shannon with slightly lighter colored hair. And Michael Shannon is a – he's so good, but he's so good in that way that you don't – like he he plays the guys you love to hate. So I hate Graham Scott – but he went to the monitor. He looked at it again and he said, you know what? I'm sticking with the call. I can't argue with that at that point. You know, I had this incident at no, work. No, no, Dave. Scott. No, this listen, reeked, to me. listen to me. I had this This inc-
0: reeked of doubling down on like, oh, I'm not gonna look our <laughs> No, it counts.
2: <laughs> this I, reeks no, of that. Listen, I had this incident at work where this guy was super insulting in an email. And I pointed out to him how he was insulting in his email, and he didn't understand when I showed him how insulting it was. He's like, I don't understand how that's insulting. And at that point I said, I can't talk to you anymore. Because if you can't recognize stupid when it's put right in front of your face, then I can't help you. At the very least, that's Graham Scott in that moment, okay? Maybe I can't help him, okay? Maybe he is unhelpable. But at the very least, he had the chance to take a second look. He chose not to do anything, and I got Tariq Lamptey's nine points as a result. Can we at least agree that whether or not he deserved the points for this goal, Tariq Lamptey is one of the defenders of the season so far yeah, in a real life.
0: Kid's, are, kids good, man. Yeah. He's so good. Kid's good. Let me guess, he plays for England and Southgate hasn't called him up. Good job, Gareth. You're doing a hell of a job. <laughs>
2: he hasn't had a chance yet. No,
1: he doesn't need He doesn't need Tariq Lamptey. He's got Reese James. All right,
2: Kane gave you a goal on a penalty kick. Son didn't give you anything. Sorry, son. Captains. captains.
0: Yes, well done. Um, well, good, great for me. Good job. Because I don't have the balls to not go with the hot and <laughs> It's the
1: first time in, first time in I know, four weeks a, that he look, hasn't gotten a return. At, a double, and not just a return. He hasn't double gotten a double-digit return.
0: I looked so, at it and no, thought to myself, don't. really, is he really going to score triple di- or double digits again? I mean, listen, Graham I mean, Potter I
2: mean, is searching for how, the right formula here. Matt Ryan, another rested goalkeeper in this match. Yeah. Neil Gran- Mopay doesn't even make the yeah. 18. Graham Potter is searching for something. You had every reason to think that Kane and or son would give you something. Gram-
1: Graham Potter called it a breather for Maddie, which is an amazing title for a short story also. <laughs> uh, it's but terrible. he also said, "I'm looking forward to seeing Rob, Rob Sanchez." He did. So I you got a chance to see him. I thought he a per- glimpse of Rob is also yeah, a good yeah. short story title. Um, <laughs> uh, Mope and Connolly not uh, not in the side. He said he preferred Trossard leading the line with Adam Lalana and Pascal Gross as support. I, I mean, I, are you gonna? Who are we to question Graham Potter's decision-making here? I, I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny because Brighton the, is a, towards the bottom of the table. They're like, what, 15th or 16th or something. Um,
2: I feel like they're better than
0: that. I feel like they've played better than that. They have. Anyways, moving on, they're still the trash birds. <laughs> There's so nothing true. else. No, Kane h- h- hits Rareth the post.
1: Kane hits the post. Eric Lamella hits the That's post. True. Bale gets on the the score sheet for he, – he opens his opens – his, Spurs scoring. That opens his account. account. So he uh,
0: opened his account.
1: Um, uh, regulon is really good. Regulon oh, and Cancelo. Uh, so good. Regulon yeah. and
0: Cancelo are the two best attacking. So is Regulon the guy you transfer TAA out for? Well, I haven't made a move yet, but yes, Regulon and Cancelo absolutely. Regulon's uh, passes just... have been so good. Okay. No, when can I, yeah, I wait for you when, the
2: fixture list? When he plays, I I, I'm just, I'm just not. Convinced I do. Because I need to send TAA out. West Brom is I next. I want to hear
0: what Brian was saying.
2: No, Scott. wait. No, he's City, right. City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, Liverpool. Now is maybe not the time to send in. No, Rigon. I, I, w- uh, I
1: look. I'm saying I don't trust the rotation of the way Mourinho is playing the defenders here. Uh, you like Mourinho uh, playing in big in big matches, in matches now where he has a. a I mean, look, everyone keeps suggesting that this is Spurs uh, with a, a low-key run at the title. They have a midfield that I mean, actually matters. They, they have second. Right. They have, they have the attackers to hang with anyone, and, and it's Mourinho who loves a big game.
0: Okay. I'm saying this right now. But yeah. What I'm about to say is going to shock both of you. Okay. I am now, after watching this show <laughs> – <laughs> I realize that Jose Mourinho, for years, I have missed grasping a hold of and, and holding him close to my heart. He truly is the manager I wish would have been at Arsenal. Watching this. What? Wow. I'm telling you right now, when you watch this. This is gigantic. When These. you watch how he deals with the players in training, how he talks to them in, when it's just one-on-one in the coach's room, which is him and the, him and the player. His speeches at halftime. I am all about how he manages and how he coaches. For years, you thought that he tried to tell his players not to play offensive. Not, not in this squad. It is fascinating. I, I promise you this, as an Arsenal fan who hated him at Chelsea, who hated him at United, and wherever he's been. I'm in in watching this miniseries. I am absolutely. it, it is almost impossible for me not to, or to root against. Mourinho, I will when when Spurs play Arsenal. But there is no surprise when you watch what they went through last year to what they're doing now, absolutely zero surprise. And that team will now die for Mourinho. And I'm telling you right now, Bale now, now knowing what I know after watching this miniseries and seeing Bale and Regulon come in, oh, it will be it will be a seamless transition for them. It won't surprise me if Reguilon beco- finds his way into the starting lineup and stays there.
2: I was the guy that said the Premier League was better without Jose Mourinho and they should keep him out. And I was disappointed when Spurs brought him in. Yeah. I have not watched this series yet.
0: This what I'm telling you, be, be careful. I warn anyone, <laughs> if you hate Mourinho and you don't want to <laughs> not like him, don't watch it. Fair enough. Um, Scott, I'll yeah. tell you this. Yeah. And, and, wow, this pot's long. I'll tell you this. He comes in – this is around Christmas time uh, last year, pre-COVID. He comes into the locker room, and uh, he said – this is for training. And as the guys are going out to training, uh, someone says something to him, and he's kind of down. And he says, guys, I just want to tell you guys something today. He loves the, he loves the F-bomb. He, he says it not all the time, but it's just kind of in his lingo. He goes, I uh, just want to let you guys know, <laughs> and <laughs> he goes, no one did anything in here. I love all you guys. None of my coaches did anything. Uh, the chairman didn't do anything. But today I'm <laughs> because my dog died. And he goes, I'm really sad about it. So if I seem down today, that's what's going on. You know, and, and then I think it's Harry, Harry or, or, it was either Winks or Kane come up to him there and, and are asking him like, hey, Gaffer, like, you know, well, you know, what was your dog? Like, ask him his name. And, the, and so it gives him a chance to kind of talk about his dog. I'm just saying, look, there's a lot of animal lovers out there. It just shows that, like, you know what? Guys are dealing with real-life things every single day. Which we've talked about for
2: years world. on this podcast. And,
0: and I'm telling you, you got to watch it. You have I, to watch I it. wish we knew that real-life You real life also stuff have to off. watch the City one. The City one is just as good. Let's you into Pep's world. I'm telling you, you got to watch it. The two managers it. I hate the most. Well, and right. this will change things. Well. I think there's one... That was with Leeds last year on their championship run with Bielsa, and I have not watched it yet. Bielsa, that's Bielsa. Bielsa, gosh, I say it every week. I will be watching that one next. We never say it till I'm
2: drunk. Bielsa. All right. right. Uh, Fulham 2, West Brom nil. I was very pleasantly surprised. Just be done with this match. I was very pleasantly surprised when the guys were trying to score. At the beginning of this match, I was like, oh, they're actually going to go for three points in this. This is not mutually assured destruction. This is great. Mm-hmm. Fulham get the points. They're out of the relegation zone right now. Yeah. Uh, but in spite of all that, the one thing I managed to tweet after this match. Did you see it, Dave? No. Salt and pepper beats ketchup and mustard.
0: Uh, interesting, Scott. Well done.
2: Thank you. Uh, that was a, very kit, clever. a kit tweet.
0: Yeah, understood. I'm okay. with you. And I would probably taste-wise... Kind of agree with you. It depends on what food. Um, I'm real
1: down on ketchup. Not wild about it. I'm not it.
0: a huge ketchup person, but wavy fries, like the, yeah. the the crinkle, the crinkle fries. If you can get a ketchup dispenser with a real narrow top, you can just put like yeah. a little thin yeah. strip. I,
1: I do like that on
0: top of the crinkle fry. That's an excellent bite.
1: And I always want to mix hot sauce with whatever I have anyway. And so hot sauce, like spicy ketchup, love that. Yeah, yeah. But only like cold ketchup with my fries. I don't want it on my sandwiches. I don't really want it on anything else. Agree. Agree
0: completely. All right.
1: Dave was totally checked out of
2: this match until I brought condiments into it. Look,
1: I don't get to say this. Love me some food. I may not ever get to say this again. (laughs) But. Alexander Mitrovic and Harvey Barnes saved my week. Uh, like, honestly, I, I, I made moves that I kept saying, like, I'm going to play either the matchup or keep the man based on what, you know, based on what I was seeing. And I, I, I said, I've lost two tenths on Alexander Mitrovic. That is how dedicated I was to moving out other more essential players Wow. Two assists for Mitrovic here. Amazing. He, you know, he did not take a shot, but ends up being the facilitator for both of their goals. Uh, could not be happier about uh, getting points from Alexander Mitrovic. Well done. Slavin Belich on the hot seat. West uh. Brom looked terrible. Match announcer said it during the, d- towards the end. They looked like they accepted the defeat here. Uh, but they did manage to take 10 shots, which is more you can, than you can say for Arsenal or Manchester United. Ah, Leeds one, Leicester four, T. Lamont's Wait, party. How about some love for Anthony Robinson? American defender here, fourth straight start. Who gets is this? A clean sheet plus a bonus point in the match. Who is this? For Fulham. Anthony oh, Robinson. And
0: not Tim Ream? No, <laughs> not Tim
2: Ream. Yes, two American defenders on Fulham. What? They managed to get a clean sheet. Are we Are we not even going to mention Aina? T- Tim Ream, by the way, I don't think he played in this
1: match. I know. It was an uh, it was an unbelievable goal, an absolute rocket. Uh, I know it was a great his, goal. I just no, figured we should love it. Love, love it. It You're, was assisted by Alexander Mitrovic. That's all I'm saying all right, about fair it. Fair enough. Adam Ola really good. Yeah, we mentioned that again.
0: last week, but I want him to do more. Still,
1: only Mo Salah and Ross Barkley have taken more shots than he has since make he sense. started. Doesn't as make sense. for midfielders.
0: Doesn't make sense. Yeah.
2: As I said before, Leeds 1, Leicester 4. Tielemans and Vardy make
1: the dream team. Tielemans lucks onto the dream team again. Didn't Vardy kind of give him this one a little bit? Well, no. Tielemans scored his second goal because it was a penalty the same way it yeah. happened before in Manchester City. Madison draws the penalty. Vardy's off. And so Tielemans is the designated penalty taker he's Yeah, he when lucked into off. it a little right. bit. So he definitely lucked into it. J.B. Vardy's really good. Vardy is the man. Yeah. 21 points since he sat out against
2: Aston Villa. (laughs) That's kind of amazing. Hey, you need to follow us on social media. We're not going to go into our captains and our transfers this week like we normally would at the end of this show because we're already long. So follow us on social media. Dave sends me most weeks his moves and what his lineup looks like. You're going to get mine if you follow us on Instagram as well. Twitter. Patreon, which we've already mentioned, Facebook. We're going to give you updates on all those different places. Wherever you follow us, make sure that you continue to do so. There's been a little bit of a change at the top of the FPL America podcast. Mini League. Super Franks 11 is at the top, tied now with Dogfather FC and Dan. Uh, Ryan, Super Franks 11, you have been consistent. I'm all in on Super
0: Franks 11. That's my rooting interest there.
2: He has been good for a couple years there at the top. Crofty is third. Uh, Newcomer into the top five, The Pump. Charlie, fourth place, 86 in Game Week 7. Well done, sir. Uh, that was done with uh, uh, Salah Captain Grealish joining him in the midfield, but he also has Zuma and Chilwell. He's got both in his defense, and uh, Callum Wilson and Harry Kane alongside Ollie Watkins up front. That's a great front line, at least for Game Week 7. Well done, Charlie. want to make sure we mention the pump. After
1: that 86 I like most things that are just the whatever I think that's really a good
0: way of, of naming things Scott didn't you say that Super Frank's 11 Ryan uh, didn't isn't did, he the one that likes to call me out on Twitter
2: he uh, he he talks about you on Twitter yeah he and I go back and forth about you a little bit
0: super Frank Ryan I want you to uh, to DM me via Twitter find me uh, I I want to uh, chat so chat you up a bit Good things. Good things. Chat me up. Wait, you want to steal his ideas? Yes. (laughs) I need need help. (laughs) No. I will chat him up. All right.
1: Maybe we should steal his ideas.
0: Scott, we got one more weekend of games then an international break. We have early game this week? We have two games on Friday. Be ready. Two games on Friday. So early tip time. That's a basketball term. This is not a basketball podcast. You know, Brian, like when you throw the ball up and then you tip it—that's a basketball term. I'm familiar with Um, that. Early tip time, guys! Don't let that sneak up on you. Uh, Keep an eye, uh, keep an eye out for that. Make sure your transfers are made. Thanks for listening. What about Tariq Lamptey's hamstring injury? (laughs) (laughs) Just pay attention to the colored
2: triangle scheme. It'll definitely—yeah, it'll definitely
0: help you. Yeah. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.